Hey guys, I'm Ariel. And I'm Lindsay. We're just a couple of moms who take care of kids all day and conquer life at night. Join us while we chat all the crazy things motherhood entails. Okay, so we clicked record and we are here tonight for our second guest on the podcast, Reagan. Um, a little bit of background about you. I mean, obviously you can talk your story and stuff and we'll get to that, but you went to Kingsley with, yep. well, what grade were you in? You were a senior and I was a freshman, right? Or were you a sophomore? I graduated in 2006. Um, I would have been, <laughs> let's do the math, Lindsay. <laughs> I graduated in 08. Yeah. So you were a sophomore then, right? Okay, right. Yep. But we yeah. played sports together and hung out and did all the stupid, annoying things together. Okay. And then life happens and we all grow apart and stuff, but we are excited to have you on today to talk about what it's like to be married, get a divorce, and then start dating again with kids and kind right. of that roller coaster that takes you on, I guess. So if you would like to just introduce yourself, um, we can kind of ask you a few questions and you can just answer as we go. Well, I guess my name's Reagan, for those of you that don't know me, probably most of you. Uh, <laughs> I have three kiddos, so 14-year-old, a nine-year-old, and an eight-month-old baby, so I'm kind of crazy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but I'm currently living in Dallas, Texas, just a suburb just north of Dallas, so we can touch on that later of how I ended up down here, but... <laughs> Do you like it better down there? What was that? Do you like it better down there than back here? It's a toss up. We love the weather. I mean, obviously it's going to be 80 next Monday. So, oh, I mean, we love the weather. It snows a little bit. Like we've gotten probably two snows since we moved down here a year ago where it like sticks to the ground. Right. But other than that, you know, it's pretty much beautiful. Um, the schools have been great. So I'd say overall, yeah, we, we really do like it. We just miss home because my husband's from Northwest Iowa too. So. Okay. so because you guys lived, well, you lived in by in Laurel, right? So in yeah. Nebraska and then moved to Sioux Falls. Yep. And now you're in Texas. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm jealous. I just want a place that has weather, good weather like all year round. Yeah. Cause like my daughter has played softball all year round here. That's like we awesome. have a little bit of break over Christmas, but you know, she, our kids literally play sports all year round. So does she love softball? Like you did. I think she's going to love it more because she's going to have so much more exposure and right. like, she's already playing on a travel team. She's the youngest one on the team. And, you know, she's a third grader and she's playing with fourth and fifth graders and she plays, um, third, short and second now. So yeah. I'm like, just like mama. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, you were in the outfield too, mostly, but yeah, I asked to be put back in outfield my senior year. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I was like, I'm sick of playing shortstop. So can you like please put me back in outfield? You're like, I would rather have to run to catch a ball than get it drilled at my face every two seconds. Right. Amen. <laughs> but it's so crazy to me. Like Houston's on a travel. Well, he plays hockey year round, but like right. we're never, we never had that opportunity. It was For like sure. you played the sport in the season and that's all you did. Yeah. My, yeah. my parents, parents are playing um, travel football right now too. Where, how far do they travel? Do they, is it still like close to you guys? Um, we just got noticed that he's actually going to Houston, Texas to play for one game at least, which is like a four and a half hour drive. Uh, Berkeley, they're trying to go to Branson, Missouri, but she's on a B-level team. And the A-level national teams, they go to like Washington, D.C., Denver, you know, those big, which she's obviously, she's nine. She's not at that level yet. So she'll eventually be there. Yeah. She's mostly around Dallas, which, I mean, we still drive two and a half hours to games, but. Right. Which is way more than we ever drove. It was like a quick 30 minutes and. For sure. Um, okay, so let's kind of touch base on your kid's dad. You guys got married when? And kind of like so, talk about that. And yeah, so we dated in high school. I mean, you know my story. We dated in high school, <laughs> broke up for a few years. I, I, I'm out. I have to say something that I always think of when I think of you. When we were like in the concession stand at school, I remember you were like, I pictured someone's dad, like not your ex-husband, but the boy for other boyfriend you had. You yeah. And you're like, I always picture his dad when we're having sex. Because <laughs> 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 he was hot. Oh, right. I mean, I don't like him personally now, but like at the time, right. it was so funny. Back in the day, back yeah. in the day, Lindsay, you have to admit. No, he's <laughs> very good looking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I, I had to say that. I forgot about that. I can't believe I said that out loud. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised, but also surprised. <laughs> yeah, like you had no shame in that game, so... Okay. You can can keep going with the actual story. (laughs) Okay. So, um, ex-husband. So we dated in high school, broke up for like three, three and a half years. Um, had one other serious boyfriend, but other than that, I kind of dated around a little bit. Um, but you know, not really, because I was like 16, you know, it's not like I was dating a lot. And then, kind of after my senior year of high school, got back with my ex-husband and then went off to University of Nebraska. So I was at Lincoln my first year of college and got pregnant. So got pregnant with Garen and I was 19. Like what a good 19th birthday present. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I get it. (laughs) love him unplanned but not unwanted um so we you know we we were we were young I didn't really know what I was doing he didn't know what he was doing you know we kind of grew up together things weren't always great but we made it work you know 
And it was a relationship of a lot of ups and downs and the downs were really, really bad. And the ups were really, really good. And I kind of fought getting married. I never really wanted to get married. Um, and now I realize it was more the person than the actual, you know, idea of getting married. Uh, so I pushed it off and pushed it off, pushed it off and ended up, we did like a quickie courthouse wedding, um, which was not what he wanted. So he was upset about that, but I didn't want the big wedding, you know, and I actually filed for divorce the first time, like three months after we got married. And I had, I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. Yeah. And I had like kicked him out of the house. Um, you know, just a lot of reasons. And the main thing is just, I knew I could, I deserve to be treated better. Yeah. So, um, he was out of the house for a while and then I took him back and, you know, with the promise of I'm going to stop drinking, things will get better and things did get better. And then we had Berkeley, um, who was just the sweetest thing. So she's fantastic. (laughs) And, um, you know, things were better for a while and then, you know, just normal life up and down, problems. And then we ended up moving back to Nebraska. So that kind of tells you how we got back to Nebraska because uh, my ex-husband wanted to go to nursing school. So my grandma lived in Laurel, Nebraska, and she had a house that was a huge, you know, 4,000 square foot house with an apartment in the basement. And it was perfect. So the kids and I, my ex-husband moved into the basement and took care of the house for her. And, um, put him through school. So, I mean, a whole nursing school tuition, I worked my butt off and paid for him to get through school and things got really bad during that time. And, you know, I just kind of said, oh, it's, you know, stress at school and stress with life and, you know, things will get better. We'll turn it around. We actually were talking about moving up to Rochester, Minnesota. He wanted to work at Mayo Clinic. So, um, he had a job offer there and then he just kind of, you know, shut down and I don't want to say too much because, you know, my kids, I've always, you know, kind of taken the position of, you know, my children come first and I don't want them to ever hear me say negative, bad things, but you know, just what I will say about the relationship is that, you know, it started to not work well at all. And, um, you know, he wasn't very kind to me, which I could handle, but then it kind of started spilling over to the kids. And that was my like aha moment. Like I'm not doing this, you know? And so I kind of started getting my ducks in a row and, you know, it's really hard to leave and be done, especially when you have that much history. Cause at this point it was 2018, like the very beginning of 2018. And, you know, we've been together on and off for 17 years. So, you know, that's a long time. Yeah. That's a lot of history to just say goodbye and act like it didn't matter. right. Right. And now that I'm so far removed from it, like it was very dysfunctional, like a lot of you know, codependency and a lot of trauma bonds or whatever, but you know, the experts say it was a lot of that. 
And, um, you know, now that I kind of have a clear eye, I can look at that. And I mean, it takes two to tango. I wasn't perfect. And I'll admit that every single day of the week, but, you know, I tried and I cared and, you know, well, there's only so much that you can do if you're not feeling like love and respect back, right? So much you can give before it's just like, you've given all you can and you don't receive anything. So why would you keep doing it? For sure. For sure. So I kind of already was planning exit strategies, but you know, you have to get brave to do that. So, um, it took me a while, you know, off and on, um, talking with family and talking with friends. And, um, you know, I started, I put myself in counseling because I'm like, I need, you know, ears to listen to me that, you know, don't have an opinion. Like their only opinion is a neutral one. And I needed that, you know, so put myself in counseling. Um, at this point he wasn't even coming home because he was working as a nurse and, you know, he was gone working three days a week, worked overnights. He chose to spend the night or the day, I guess he'd sleep at his friend's house in Sioux city when he was in nursing school, he'd do that. So, I mean, for like two and a half, three years, the kids and I were only seeing him like maybe two days a week, you know, sometimes more than that, but typically not very much. So to me, it was kind of like already over, even though it wasn't over, you know? Um, so the writing was on the wall. I got my finances in order, you know, took the bank account, split it in half, wired myself, um, half of the bank account, and then pretty much said like, you know, we need to figure this out, but I still hadn't kicked him out at that point. And then, you know, I started to kind of, I had suspicions that he was having an affair and he had had, he had done stuff like that in the past. So this wasn't the first time, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater is a very true statement in my life. But, um, so, you know, I just kind of gathered my senses and started looking at all the little red flags and they became one giant red flag. And I started getting my stuff in order. And then one day I just got to the point where I was done. So I finally, you know, had that nerve to just be done. And I probably not very nicely asked him to leave. (laughs) And, you know, it was, it was late at night and I went and I laid in my bed and I didn't shed one tear and I knew I was done and I slept the best I had in a long, long time. And then I woke up the next day, like a complete disaster, but you know, I got that one night. Yeah. think that um it was more of like a weight off your shoulders after like the night you went to bed just like I actually did it like I know there's gonna be a lot of stress to come but like I did it yeah right for sure for sure and and that's the hardest step I think a lot of people have is just that initial like sever it you know and just be done um that was the hardest part and then I mean it was really hard afterwards just you know recovering from it but if it felt like it took the most courage to do that first step and I remember like within that first week 
you know, I called my aunt the next day because she already kind of knew and she's one of my best friends. And I told her and I was sobbing at this point. She's like, why are you so upset? Like, you know, we've been talking about this. Like, this is a good thing. And I'm like, I don't know how to mow the lawn. <laughs> so oh, she had to come and show me a riding lawnmower and I had no clue how to use it, you know? Aww. So she had to come and teach me how to mow the lawn, you know, just little stuff you don't think about. Right. And in that first week, I remember talking to my brother and I said, well, he said something about how do you feel? And I said, feels like I've lost like 320 pounds. Yeah. Cause that's what he weighed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. so what do you think was the hardest part for you? Do you think like, like, did your kids take it bad or were they like, we're okay. Like it sucks, but we're okay. How old were the kids when you guys split? Yeah. So 2018 Berkeley would have been five, almost six, which then means Garen would have been, he was born in 2007. So he was turning 11 that year. So he was 10. So when I actually, you know, um, was done, they were five and 10. Okay. So, so I was trying to think when my parents got divorced, I was like four Right. And I barely remember them together. So I didn't know right. what age your kiddos were. Yeah. And it, it was harder for Darren. Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to ask like how they took it or what their reactions were. Yeah. So Garen, you know, it was harder for him and I don't want to speak too much on, you know, his experience. Cause I feel like that's his story to tell and not really mine, but for me as a parent to watch him go through it was hard, yeah. you know? Um, well, and like their little minds, they don't truly understand it. Like being right. 10, almost 11. Yeah. They can, they know what's going on, but they still don't truly understand like the depths of it and the reasons why and right. everything that comes with it. So, I mean, it's more to them probably just like, oh, they're fighting or they're mad at each other right? rather than and like, this will be better. I would say that, you know, we didn't do a lot of fighting in front of the kids. So that, you know, that's good because we weren't really around each other that much. Like, I mean, there was probably some bickering and stuff like that, but it's not like we were having like screaming matches in front of the kids. You know, it wasn't ever like that. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'd say for them, it was pretty just normal because i you know, was doing most of the parenting at that point anyways. So, right. um, um, not a lot changed in their life. They just saw their dad less. Right. So. Um, did you guys then move right after that? Or I guess let's say where let's get on to Jeff. Let's go to more of the positive yeah. <laughs> of everything. Cause I feel like, I mean, we could talk forever about all the negatives, but right. So did you stay where you were or did you like basically just tell your story of what happened after that? Like when you met Jeff, where you were at and stuff like So that. the kids and I stayed with my grandma, which was such a blessing, you know, cause living, cause we, like I said earlier, we had two separate homes. So it's not like we always had to be with her. So it was starting to become like, okay, we really need our own space. But then when this happened, um, it was pretty much like I couldn't have been in a better place because 
I helped her. She helped me because I was taking call for work at that point. So she watched my kids for me and, um, you know, I helped her around the house, which, I mean, I was probably not that much of a help when I was going through all of that, but (laughs) I'm sure she (laughs) loved every bit of help that you gave. Right. Right. So the kids and I were with her and it was where we needed to be. I mean, it was, um, emotionally I needed that. I need the kids needed that. Um, but anyway, so we were with grandma. So here I am single mom, you know, now, uh, living alone with these two kids. And then I am like telling all of my friends, like, no one's ever going to love me again. Like I have so much baggage. I have, um, you know, I'm literally living with my grandma. Right. <laughs> Well, and you're probably like, what do I do to meet someone? Like, where do I go? I'm right. I don't go to the bars and I don't do this and that to meet people. Right. Right. Cause I definitely, you know, didn't want that type of person, you know? Um, so it was, you know, my friends, you'll find somebody and, you know, Lindsay and I have a mutual friend, Emily, who's one of my best friends. And she was really a good sounding board for me. Um, she was very anti-dating for me. <laughs> she told me, you know, don't do it. Don't do it. But you can go on match and just like, look and see who's out there, but don't date anybody. You know, I'm sure she probably <laughs> recommended Tinder instead. <laughs> yeah. Right. I did not go on Tinder. So I did, um, Bumble and match.com. Cause I figured like those were the most like you know, because you have to pay for match though, don't you? For sure. So I was like, okay, so people who are using match, you pay for it. And I think I did like a one month or a three month subscription, like one of the short ones, like I wasn't going to pay for a year, you know, that was dumb. (laughs) So, um, I did that and you know, my divorce isn't finalized. So I had to call my friends and be like, what do I put? Like, do I put divorce? Do I put separated? Do I put married? Like, Right, right. So it's, I ended up picking divorce because I really didn't know what to pick, you know, because separated wasn't right because we weren't working on it, you know, Mm -hmm. like it wasn't like we had hopes of reconciling. So, um, anyways, um, it was a very interesting process. We'll just say (laughs) that. And like, anyone who gets divorced, like I have seen the funny things on TikTok and on Facebook. And it's so true. Like all these people come out of the woodwork. Like I cannot tell you how many messages I got on Facebook and text messages and phone calls. Of, so I hear you divorced, you know, and it's like, <sighs> were any of them like exes or from our hometown? Yes. <laughs> absolutely not even some of them not even like curious like I want to date you some of them were just like good job (laughs) you know yeah that's awesome yeah so there was a lot of positive feedback a lot of you know that there were some people that I was like just please stop talking to me you know like not interested sorry you know if I wasn't interested before, I'm really not now. You no, know? like from your class. I'm not gonna get that specific. <laughs> I did not graduate with enough people to get that specific. 
but I'm like, just the initials are fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And their parents' birthdays, yeah. you know. Right. Like, what uh, do they live on in Kingsley? <laughs> I am not saying that. But... <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah. So it was just interesting. I mean, it was such a weird time of my life. And then, you know, I was going out with friends and I hadn't really done that for a long time. And I was going to the bars, not really trying to meet anybody at the bars, but you know, I was going out with friends just to have fun to get out and to get my mind off of things and, um, join match, talk to, you know, like, I think the first night I joined, I'm like, okay, I have a goal. I need to send like five messages out or 10 messages or whatever it was, you know, just to like put myself out there and not, you know, be a stick in the mud. So I like send out a couple messages and I see Jeff's profile. Who's my now husband. And I saw his profile and I was like, he's such a nerd, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, these pictures, he didn't take very good pictures for this. Like, Oh my gosh. But I read through his profile and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be in love with this guy. Like, I just knew from like the first time I saw his profile stuff, like, you know, he checkmarked all of my weird boxes. Like, I want someone from a small town. I want a farm boy. Like, I don't know why I wanted a farm boy, hardworking, family oriented. I don't know, but farm boy. Um, And, you know, college educated has a good job, you know, like just all of my boxes. Like, I think I made this checklist that was like impossible for anyone to check off all these boxes and he freaking did it. (laughs) And so, I mean, long story short, I talked to multiple people. He's the first ever date that I went on, but then, you know, we, I broke up with him twice. So then I went on dates with other people. Yeah. (laughs) You just gotta make sure you had to be sure. Right. The one. Right. And like, that's, I didn't want him to be my first one that I went on a date with, but like, because I knew I was gonna like him. So, <laughs> I just have a little fun first. Yeah. Like, I wanna play the field right. before I commit. Right. Right. So, um, and just, you know, I wasn't ready and I knew I wasn't ready for that. Like, I was ready to go on like one date and be like, see you later, you know, and never talk to him again. That's what I was ready for. And I knew I wasn't ready for him, but thankfully he's like the most relationship awkward, you know, (laughs) person I'd ever met. And so like, I would text him and it would literally be like four or five business days before he'd text back. No, Like he, he did not call me for six months. I did not talk to him on the phone for the first six months that I knew him. And I finally said, you have to call me like one night a week, like one night. That's it. That's all you have to do. But like, if we're going to be dating and we live an hour and a half away from each other, you have to call me. So <laughs> anyways, I have stories about him for days, but, uh, so first date with him, I'd been talking to other people, but nobody had asked me out on a date. And Jeff and I had tried to meet up a couple of times and it just never worked out. And so finally, uh, I was in Ogallala, Nebraska, if you know where that is, like way over by North Platte doing like a lake 
week with my mom and my kids. And he's like, well, we can do a date Friday night because I'm headed to Des Moines. So I'll drive through Sioux City and meet you. And I'm like, perfect. I'm going to be driving six hours before I go on this date. So I drive the six hours home, get home. My Garen had left my deep freeze open the whole week we were gone. So I have a deep freeze full of thought out food. And I picked up my dog from the border and he had peed all over himself. So here I'm like trying to clean up the dog. I have all this stuff and I'm already like, okay, my baggage is too much for this guy. Like I'm going to be late. I'm never late. So we decided to go golfing and all of my friends are like, he's going to murder you on the golf course. (laughs) So I'm nervous to meet him. So I'm like, well, what if he is going to murder me? You know, like, I don't know. I haven't been on a date in so long. Like what if he's going to murder me? So, you know, it ended up being great. Um, He was fantastic. I was nervous as I'll get out. He told me, you know, I think we were supposed to meet at six. I didn't get there until like six 20. And he said, well, I have to leave by eight 30. And I was like, Oh, already like is trying to get out of this, you know, (laughs) like he's giving me two hour hard cutoff. So we got done golfing and it was like right at eight 30. And so I'm expecting him to leave. And he's like, so do you want to go get supper? Oh, so I'm like, okay, so maybe he likes me we when we have supper and then like he gave me this like awkward hug like four times and then left like <laughs> to try to kiss me nothing you know so I was like man does he like me like I don't know and um anyway so I heard from him again right away the next morning Aww. so that was good and then we went on another date on Sunday and we're in a movie theater alone. And he like puts one pinky on my leg. Oh, no. <laughs> 37 year old man. He has one pinky on my leg. That's like- I'm like, this is not what I expected dating a 37 year old man to be like, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. That is like 14 year old going to the movies. Your parents dropped you off. Your parents. Right. Just a pinky. Oh my gosh. Yes. So like at one point he like slid his hand over and I like held his hand for a little bit. So totally 14 year olds at the movie. So movie gets over, I stand up and he like grabs me and pulls me down on top of him and like starts making out with me in the middle of this movie theater. And like, what? Like we just went from zero to a (laughs) hundred. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. Yeah. So, um, Anyways, so we ended up like a week later, I'd been on two dates with him. He's like, you can tell me the F off if you want to, but will you go to Seattle with me in three weeks? And I'm like, <laughs> <"Yep." "What?" laughs> so, I mean, I scramble, I call work. They're like, yeah, you can take the time off. My grandma says, yeah, I'll watch the kids. And I'm like, sure, I guess I'll go to Seattle with you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of had a whirlwind crazy um, you know, happening, I guess, when we met, but then, like I said, I broke up with him a few times. (laughs) You know, I was not ready to date. And 
we always say, or I always say, I guess we met at the perfect time because I was willing to tolerate him not being like in my face all the time, you know, with like, cause he, I felt like he hardly ever talked to me, which at that time, like it made me a little mad, but like at this point in my life, I'd be like, screw you. I'm out of here. You know, yeah, you know, so he met me at the time of my life where I didn't really care because I wasn't looking for anything like that. And if he would have been more like in your face, it might've been like completely opposite and like, you're too right. much. I don't want that right now. Right. That last week. Oh, were you? No, maybe. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sure I'm like, <laughs> Oh, anyways, just ignore us. But, um, one question I have, or what was the question we had um, how long was it after you got divorced before you started dating? I so I, <laughs> too soon, way too soon. <laughs> so, you know, all of it was going bad with my marriage. You know, we hadn't really, you know, like I said, he wasn't really living at home much for like the last couple years. And I ended up kicking him out like the first week of May. And then I downloaded or signed up for match.com, whatever, um, signed up for match.com in June. And so it was like over a month after I'd kicked him out of the house. And but I also feel like you were probably mentally checked out for a long time. For sure. For sure. For sure. That. So like signing yeah. papers, it might've right. seemed like a short amount of time, right? but when you've felt this way for a yeah. while, it's probably like, I've right. been divorced for a year or, you know, whatever. Right. And it was way too soon. Like I would tell everybody you need to like chillax, but I was just so like within myself, like so devastated, like, you know, and I needed kind of that outlet of other people of, you know, having someone to talk to and, you know, cause I've been missing that for a long time too. Right. So I, like, I think I sent Jeff the first message in June and then started talking to him. And then our first date was the end of July. So we didn't actually like meet in person so. and, you know, my lawyer had said, cause I had filed, you know, quite a long time before that. And my lawyer was like, oh, this will all be done by like, I think she had said like August 7th or something like that, you know? So it was like, I was right at like, my paperwork was going to be done. And then that ended up not happening. And it wasn't final until December. So oh, geez, no, there was a little bit of a lag there, but you know, I didn't even let Jeff meet the kids until October. That was, my that, yeah, that was going to yeah. be one of our questions. Like when did they yeah. So I didn't even tell the kids I was dating, you know, um, I would just tell them, you know, I'm going to go out with a friend, you know, right. they didn't know. And then I finally told them that, you know, I've been seeing this guy and I really like him and he, he's really nice. And, um, you know, and they were, good if with you him. guys ever want to, yeah. And I was like, if you guys ever want to meet him, you know, just let me know. Cause at this point, you know, the weekends I had the kids, I wasn't seeing Jeff really, or if I did, like my mom would watch the kids and we'd just meet up and like go out to eat in Vermilion or something, you know, meet halfway. Um, so 
the kids were both like super excited. And they're like, we want to meet him now. Like have him come over to the house right now. And I'm like, well, he lives an hour and a half away. You know, he can't come over right now this second. So, I mean, it was great. Our first date, I had told him that I didn't want anyone to date me and just think of the kids as, you know, part of the package and like, well, I guess I'll tolerate them because I like her. Right. You know, I said from the beginning, I said, I bring a lot to the table. I'm not afraid to sit alone. And I want someone who wants my kids just as much as they want me. And I want them to think that my kids are a bonus. Yeah. So like he met the kids, I think probably that weekend after they said they wanted to meet him and he just came down for the day. And I think we went out to eat and went bowling, something like that. And they just loved him. I think he sat on the floor with Berkeley for three hours the first day, like playing Barbies and, you know, he's just fantastic. But anyways, so like a week later, middle of the day, he texts me back and all he said, the text messages just just said, um, the kids are definitely a bonus. Yeah. So so then I was, you know, still kind of an emotional wreck and broke up with him. (laughs) And and then that's where you guys will probably laugh about my dating story. So I was like, all right, so I'll go on some dates, you know? So one high school guy that I went on one date with in high school found out. I I hate that. I don't know. I can't tell you like, 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 just tell me this, your grade or no? He wasn't from Kingsley. Oh. But you know him. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's the worst date I ever went on in high school. Worst date. So I'll do that story quick. We went to Applebee's. I'm like, you know, 16 years old, 15 years old, probably. And we get out of the truck and I'm grabbing my purse. Cause I just assumed I'm paying for my meal. Like I don't ever expect anyone to pay for me. Like I always offer. So I'm grabbing my purse and he's like, leave your purse in the car. I'm paying for you. Like, why would you even bring your purse? Like he was offended, you know, don't bring your purse. So <laughs> I leave my purse in the car, we eat. And then the bill comes and he's like, um, so you're going to pay for yours. Right. No. And I'm like, <laughs> walk of shame. Let me go get my purse, you know? So just awkward, you know? Yeah. Awkward. So never did that again. Said I wouldn't. Found out I was divorced. Started talking to me and he's like, well, would you be willing to meet me in Sioux City? And I'm like, sure. You know, meet up. He's very nice, you know, pleasant, kind, whatever. And then it's like dropping bombs. Like, I want you to be the mother of my children. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, seriously, I am messaging you after this because I need to know that (laughs) damn guy. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, so that was a one and done, you know, that like, and you'd be surprised that I'd say most of the people that I talked to, that was like one of their number one things that they found attractive about me is you're a really good mom. And I'm like, well, thank you. I'm flattered, but like, don't tell me you want me to birth your children. Yeah. Like over a steak at Texas Roadhouse. (laughs) I mean, the buns do like make me feel a special (laughs) way, but I still would not. Right. 
Right. So like just super awkward. So yeah, that was a one and done. Um, I went on another date with a guy from Omaha. He was a cop. He's super nice, super nice. Good dad. He had one little boy. Um, but he was just like kind of rude to the waitress. And I think I, yeah, right. That's like, that's a red flag for sure. And I think he's a really nice guy. I think he was just nervous like super nervous. Cause I think I was the first date he'd been on in years, you know? And so he was super nervous and I probably should have given him more of a shot, but I really just wanted to be with Jeff. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, I mean, that was interesting, but I'm like, I want to know, was there any dates where you just hooked up and left it? Um, I had like <laughs> Ariel's like Lindy. I know. She put her on the spot. Oh, I don't care. I mean, I I'll talk about this stuff. So <laughs> I had one like one night stand that was the probably one of the top worst moments of my life. You know, like because it's just it's not fulfilling to me. You know, like I was wild and crazy in high school. At this point in my life, like I don't need to do that. Like, I just don't like, it was not fulfilling at all. Like, right. It just was a horrible experience. And Uh so, yeah, that was not something I needed to repeat. That was more of like, a, you know, I'm devastated. My kids are gone on Christmas. I, you know, like, right. You know, like you just thought it was going to like fill the void. And then it was like a zero. Yeah. Learned. Yeah. You're, he was a zero. Yeah. So zero stars do not recommend. I mean, some people when they get divorced, like that's what they do. Like they just go out and they go crazy and I didn't need that. And it wasn't what was good for me emotionally at the time either. So, but well, so then when did you decide, okay, this is it with Jeff. Like, we're going to make it work. Like how long after you broke him up with, broke up with him for the 10th time? (laughs) Well, so we broke up once, like the first fall we were dating just because, you know, I was really like on guard, like any little thing he did, like, I was like, nope, not doing that. You know, like I'm not putting up with that. I'm not doing that. And you know, I was probably justified in some of my like, you know, no's, but you know, I was probably a little over the top too, but, um, so I think we broke up for like a couple of months, month and a half, two months at that point. And he like would kind of like send me little Snapchats and stuff during that time. And one of them, he sent me he was watching some like nineties music video thing or something. And he sent me a Snapchat of the song that I sang to Berkeley every single night when I put her to bed. And it's, um, Lisa Lowe. Okay. So he sends me this Snapchat of this song and my heart just like exploded. I mean, obviously like he just, cares in a way that I've never had anybody care before you know when they say the little things like it really that's what it was right and um 
then I, that prompted me to then text my ex-husband and say, do you know what song I sang to Berkeley every single night? Because I wanted to know, like, was this something that like, you know, it was like yeah, known no. to everyone or was that yeah. like you had to pay attention to know? Right. And he was like, I don't know. You sing her the same song every night. I'm like, yep. <laughs> Have for the last six years, you know, <laughs> so you're like, and that sealed the deal. <laughs> right. So then we started dating again and then, you know, we were together for like six months and then I was like, screw this. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I didn't go on any dates during that time though. We were broke up. I think that time it was only like, I don't know, less than a month, but like I crazy single mommed it and on a whim bought tickets to Orlando and just me and the two kids flew to Orlando and went to Universal Studios and you're uh, brave. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could not do that by myself with two kids. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a crazy experience. We had a blast. The kids still talk about it all the time, but, and then I took him back and I just knew like, he's literally like, I don't say this just cause it's still like honeymoon stage. Like he's a better person than I am, <laughs> you know, like he just is like, he is the kindest human that I've ever met in my life. Like all he, I'm probably the, I think the first like real girlfriend he's ever had, you know? Yeah. And you know, he'd been a bachelor for so many years and he just like took it all in stride. Like he is just the most accommodating, kind human that I've ever met in my life. And then there's me who's <laughs> I'm a little much, you know, how Lindsay has described herself before him a little much. <laughs> That's why we were such good friends in high school. Right. Right. Ridiculous. Right. So, I mean, he's just a saint. And so when I took him, you know, when we started dating again, the second time, third time, whatever it was, <laughs> that's when it was like, all right, this is it. So that's kind of, you know, we've been together ever since with yeah, no issues. And that would have been like the summer of 2019. Okay. So then you guys moved, you guys lived in Sioux Falls. Yep. So then he had like said something about wanting to buy a new house in Sioux Falls. Like if the kids and I moved up there, cause we'd want a bigger house. And uh, so we ended up building a house in Sioux Falls and that got done December of 2019. The kids and I moved up there. And my one stipulation was that we have to be engaged before I'm moving up here. And that was like literally my one thing, you know, that right. I'm not moving my kids without that commitment from you. Right. And um, so he had bought the ring in November and I didn't know it. And they had said, it'll be done by Christmas. It'll be done by the time your house is done, you know? And so he had planned to like propose to me, like, you know, when we first got to the house, I think was the initial plan. Well, then he didn't get the ring until like the end of January. Oh so, no. <laughs> here I am like, you know, crazy, crazy psycho Reagan. And I'm like, things are turning oh, up here. <laughs> <laughs> So then COVID happened and he, you know, had held on to the ring and he's like, well, we could do it at a, we had a vacation to Florida planned and I can do it then. And, you know, so then all that craziness happened and he ended up losing his job in April of 2020. 
and um like right when COVID started, they laid off like 60 people right in the same day on a Zoom meeting, which was horrible. Oh my gosh. Just moved, just built a house, you know. So that was bad. And then we ended up moving down to Dallas. We built another house in Dallas. So we built two houses within a year. Zero stars do not recommend. Oh my um, if you guys are still together through that, you're good. Yeah, right? Good. Right. The first house was harder than the second house. I will say that. Because by the second house, I was just like, F it. I don't even give a crap. So right. do whatever you want. I don't care. I just need a house to live in. Just give me a house. So, yeah. So we moved down here in December of 2020. So we've been down here for just over a year now. How did you guys decide on Dallas? Was it work or just you wanted somewhere warmer? Work. So he applied to tons and tons of jobs. And like in a pre-COVID environment, he would have had a job within a few days. And he had people calling him, you know, the day he got let go saying, if we had a job open, we'd hire you right now. Because he's very specialized. He does railroad, um, rail car leasing and real car shipping and that kind of stuff. So he has a very specific subset of work and he knows what he's doing. You know, he's really good at what he does. And so he applied to a ton of jobs. And at one point, like he was talking about, you know, we might end up in San Francisco and then uh, Atlanta was on the table and um, Minneapolis was on the table. And in the end, he got offered the job in Dallas and so he just kind of ran with it. So that's kind of how we ended up down here. But yeah, it was a I way better that, option than San well, Francisco. Yeah, yeah, I would have not have wanted San Francisco or Minneapolis. Right. And it was like right when they were defunding the police in Minneapolis. And we don't have to go like political, but, you know, like, do I really want to go and live somewhere where they're currently defunding the police? You know, like that was a little scary for me. Yeah. No, I'm like. I am the biggest, like, let's talk politics, but we won't today. Yeah. But I'm like, right. any liberal state or city, I'm like, get out of there. <laughs> I would never even fathom going somewhere where, like, they're just stripping your rights from you. It's like, not a chance. Right. No. Right. So I think Dallas was a good move. Right, right. And we do like it. I mean, it's been great for our family, great for the kids. The kids are just, I mean, especially my oldest, Garen, he is just doing phenomenally here. I know Most I always see Facebook posts, just all of the great things he's doing and yeah. how everyone loves him and just thinks he's yeah. great. He's a gentle giant. He's, yeah. he's a good kid. He's, he's a pretty cool kid. And then yeah. um, now you said you have an eight month old baby. And yeah. Is it a boy I, or a girl? I don't know. Boy. Oh. Yeah. So his name is Jax, J-A-X. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is just a little sweetheart. Like he's the best baby in the whole world. I feel like he's chubby, like in the face, like Garen was. And like oh, yeah. dimples are yours. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. And then I think he has Jeff's kind of like eyebrows and like eyes and Jeff's yeah. little like nose that turns up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but perfect mixture of both of you right and I like to tell people he looks like Jeff and Garen had a baby because everybody's (laughs) you know I'm like oh thanks yeah he doesn't look like like Garen I do think that Berkeley looks just like you yeah she she has a lot of my features 
yeah. she looks just like you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're... Are you going to have more babies? Probably. We'll oh, see. I have high risk. So, you know, but both of my doctors, like my high risk doctor and my regular doctor, they gave me the green light before I even delivered Jax. They're like, you can totally do this again. Okay. So, well, our problem is it's like with the older two, we'd have like two complete separate families, you right. know, because Berkeley was nine. She turned nine the, the week after Jax was born. And so that's a big age gap. And, you know, Jax would be a third grader and not be home alone. So yeah. that's kind of our motivating factor. I think Jess wants a girl. I would like a girl also, but a boy yeah. would be good. <laughs> either is fine um do you think you would wait very long or do you want them to be close in age well I'm 34 now so they'll probably be closer yeah like I don't know maybe a year and then we'll start discussing it we'll see we'll see I'm sure no matter boy or girl it'll be so cute with the difference um (laughs) if you could give anyone I don't know, advice that have just got a divorce or they're starting to date again. Um, what do you think your advice to them would be? Just to take it slow. I mean, I feel like I did and didn't do a good job of that, but, um, take it slow and know what you're worth. I mean, seriously, like I, I will say it again. I'm not saying this because we're in the honeymoon stage. Like I never knew I could be treated this well, you know? And so it's like, you will find your person and it might not be the first guy you date like me. <laughs> you know, you not will. Yeah. Right. I mean, I was super lucky, but, um, you know, you just have to find someone who treats you how you deserve to be treated. I mean, he's never raised his voice at me. he doesn't fight with me. He doesn't get mad. I'm like, I'm the one who I'm like stirring the pot constantly. I'm like poking <laughs> the bear. Yell at me. <laughs> yell Let's at me. fight. Oh. Let's argue. Yeah. Like I'm ready to rumble. Let's go. Like, I don't want to go to bed. I want to yell. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I feel like that's me to a T. I'm always like, let's talk about it. What do you got to say? Like, right. Say it to my face. <laughs> right. For sure. But you know, that's, <laughs> That's probably my biggest thing is just in like, when you know, you know, like for him, like when we got married, I had no reservations. I felt not scared at all. Like I was do a big wedding or no, we did not because it was COVID. So we were going to do a a big wedding. Um, We ended up getting engaged May 1st of 2020. And then, um, you know, it's like, we couldn't plan something because everybody's weddings at that point were getting canceled. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, for court reasons, you know, we probably need to get married, you know, sooner rather than later if we're taking the kids and moving to um, Texas. I mean, cause I have full custody of my kids, but uh, I still have to get tech, you know, the court approval to be yeah. able to leave the state, which I had to get to move to South Dakota too, which, you know, it was fine. It all worked out. But so we just did like a quickie, just his parents, my mom, the kids. And then we had a party this summer. We actually had two separate parties 
after Jax was born. So we were nuts. And when he was eight weeks old, drove back to Iowa and Nebraska for almost two weeks. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So zero stars do not recommend. <laughs> Don't do that. I feel like there's a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sure. I mean, you guys can like learn from me that, you know, there's things you just should, shouldn't do and traveling the country with a two month old is not one of them. I mean, I think technically he was like seven weeks old, six and a half when we left. So really quick before we have to get off, but when you said earlier, like you didn't want to get married because you think it was the guy when you were going to get married to Jeff, were you like, yeah, let's do it let's go. Like you were ready to do it. hundred percent. Like zero reservations. I was not nervous. Like it just felt. And like when I got married the first time I really fought, I didn't want to change my name. Like that was a huge thing for me. So when I got divorced, that was like the first thing I did, like change my name on everything back to my maiden name. Cause I was like, I, you know, I didn't want to change my name in the first place. And then this time around, I was like, so excited to like, you know, not like be his, but like, just be connected to him in that way, you know, and to share that with him. So, so, well, I'm very proud of you for all the things you've been through and it's nice to chat with you and hear your story. Uh, I'm like, don't end it yet. We've got two questions. We have two questions, I guess. (laughs) I oh, didn't I yes, we did. We talked about this. So oh, we have a guest. We've got our shoot. question. We did have it's fine. I'll take care of it. I'm <laughs> like, she can talk to you now. <laughs> um, no, we just want to ask all of our guests like what your favorite part of being a mom is and what your least favorite part is. <laughs> I'm like, I got it. Yep, that's what we were gonna ask. Yeah, so favorite part is seeing them succeed you know, now that I have older kids and like seeing them excel is the most rewarding. Like my main goal in life is to raise good humans. Like I want to be like a kick-ass mom and raise kick-ass kids. And I want those kids to come back to me and still love me as an adult, still spend time with me, you know? So that's kind of what I try to do every day. And I feel like I fail miserably all the time, but you know, seeing them like hit those milestones and succeed. And like, like Garen, like he literally can sit in a room full of adults and hold his own, you know, he's 14 years old. And like, all of the teachers say that, you know, that he is like the most outgoing, pleasant, you know, so respectful, young adult. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then he comes home and it's a little bit different story sometimes, but you know, kids are kids. But I would uh, rather have my kids have an attitude with me and be mouthy with me. But then when they're out in public, it's like, your kid is so polite. And it's like, he fucking better be. Right. That's what I say too. <laughs> She's yeah. always like, stop cussing. I'm like, it's just part of my vocabulary. Right. I've had to try really hard. Like I was coaching myself before this. I'm like, don't say the F word. Don't say the F word. <laughs> no worries. I did for you. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Now your least favorite. favorite. Um, if you would ask me like overall least favorite part about being a mom, it's daycare, dealing with it, finding it, keeping it, 
you know, like what to do when kids are sick, what to do when your daycare is sick, but I'm currently a stay at home mom. So that's like been fantastic. I told Jeff when he wanted to have babies, I said, well, yeah, I'm happy with what I have. Right. You know, I, I don't need any more. Berkeley was in daycare, like 60 hours a week. I don't want to do that again. So um, at most I'll work part-time and it's just kind of ended up that I haven't worked at all since I've really even been pregnant with Jax. So it's worked out really well. So, you know, I'd say that's my biggest overall with all three kids. What the hardest part of being a mom for me is being a working mom. So being a stay at home mom has just been absolutely fantastic. Well, that's awesome. We thank you so much for coming on here and telling your story, even though some of it's a little bit hard to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. We hope that anyone who listens that might be struggling with the same thing can, you know, look at your story and be like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't, but when you get like right now, I'm almost four years out now. And like, I can legitimately turn around and look in the rearview mirror and think that, you know, what I did was worth it. Seeing my kids be happy and successful is worth it. Seeing me like, you know, this is the happiest I've been probably in my whole life. Like Jeff is the most consistent human I've ever had in my life. Like even my parents, you know, like, um, you know, it's been, the best thing I've ever done for me and the kids. So it doesn't look like it now if you're struggling, but it gets better. Yeah. Well, I love that. That is so good. And we appreciate you and we're happy for you and we're pissed at you. Sorry, my language for being in Texas where it's warm. (laughs) Come and visit. We have plenty of room. I'm like, don't tell me twice. I'll be on the (laughs) next next podcast is in person. (laughs) I'm like next podcast. I'm going to have to tell Lucas and be like, I'm so sorry, but we need to go down there. She 100%. You are always welcome. We have plenty of room. Texas houses are ridiculously big. So well, I look at them all the time and I'm just like, like right. a bang like, for your buck out here. You spend a milli and you get oak cupboards. I'll just say a milli. <laughs> Housing here is crazy right now. But I mean, when we were house hunting, our house is like just under 4,000 square feet and it's like five bedrooms with an office and five and a half bathrooms. And this was one of the smallest houses we looked at. Oh, that like, is crazy. Because we wanted a five bedroom house and like, you know, one of them we looked at was like 7,500 square foot. Like, I don't want to clean that. No. <laughs> no. No, man. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. And we are so glad you could take the time to come and chat with us. But I think we have to get off because we have a limit of time. Yeah. Well, sounds good. It was good talking to you guys. Uh, you too. Thank you. Thank we'll you. chat later. I'm going to text you. <laughs>